Fletcher Christian Gage, can you hear me? Loud and clear. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Happy uh, to be back on the pod. Yeah, well, the podcast, P-A-D-C-A-S-T. It's the flight for Padres. And this is Jim English. And thank you for listening to the Who Gives a Shit Files. And we have Fletcher Christian Gange, who is everything Padres. He's our Padres consultant. And I'm telling you, nobody is more informed about any other team than he is like the Padres. So, Fletcher, where would you like to start with, with our Padres report? Well, I think uh, we just got to do a general, um, you know, just a little update on the team. So, this is our first podcast since uh, for opening day. And uh, Padres have the exact same winning percentage that we had on that podcast. We were 0-0 <laughs> zero and zero when we last. We are 13 and 13 on uh, the morning of April 27th, where we're recording this now. So it's, uh, let's say expectations have certainly not been met, but as you can expect, Jim, my optimism is still there and I'm not worried in the slightest. And I think it and uh, what's been wrong and what's gone wrong and why I still think it's no worries. Well, fortunately, the National League West, nobody is <laughs> exactly. carrying it up. <laughs> Which is very helpful. Yeah. And what I find interesting is while I was perusing the, the standings today is that the Padres, believe it or not, have not been playing that well at home. No. I mean, I've really been playing well, period. But, yeah, it's certainly my, I think my record attending games is like two and four or something like that. So, yeah, I've definitely seen some losses. But as you said, I actually have – There's a lot of day baseball on today, and the Dodgers are losing 6-2 to the Pirates right now. So I think that plays into why I'm not too upset with the team this year is because the Dodgers also look pretty bad. So, you know, that's the competition. Yeah, Nobody's nobody's figured it out yet. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are leading the division. And, I mean, so the Padres are not playing that well, and they're only one game back, right? They're only one game out of first. Yeah, only one out. And – yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's hard. Look, we haven't been great, but like if we were in the American League East against the Tampa Bay Rays, they'd be down like eight and a half games or something like that. So <laughs> it's it certainly, it is ironic too, because I think everyone was like, the NOS is going to be, you know, Goliath. I actually did think and still do think the D-backs have a good team. They have a lot of young talent. So I had a, my like hot take prediction is that they're a wild card team this year, like a third wild card team. Um, I don't think it's sustainable what they're doing. You know, I think they'll hover around 500 is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, yeah, when the, Do- when the Dodgers are struggling, it's hard to be upset. And I have some uh, group chats with Dodger fans. And it's been pretty quiet on both ends. And I was wondering why for a bit. And I looked, I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, they're doing bad too. So they're not going to throw stones at glass houses, you know, or out of a glass house. Like, we both kind of stink right now. So is it the, you know, okay, so – you know, they're yeah. mediocre. I saw that they're eight and five on the road and five and eight at home, which I find fascinating, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the Padres are the Padre fans are so rabid and hungry, especially after last year in their in their offseason acquisitions. You know, is are you seeing a theme here um, in terms of like not playing well at home? I mean, why is it? 
Why are they not doing well at home? Any ideas? I don't – I think it's too small of a sample size, I'd yeah. say, to, like, really say it's the home versus away right now. I mean, maybe, like – I mean, look, that was something I worried about going into the season. There has not been hype for a Padres team, like, this year ever. So, it's almost impossible. Like, unless they win 120 games and, you know, sweep the playoffs to a World Series, it's going to be hard to, like, meet what a lot of people are thinking would happen. So, I think what comes with that is some guys are pressing, trying to do too much. And, you know, we can get into that, especially offensively. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, with the exception of Xander Bogarts, it's pitiful, you know, top to bottom. You know, the win – we've gotten the wins and have done okay because there are guys who have their days and come up clutch when needed to just get some wins. But as a collective, you know, the offense has not been what we've expected. I think we actually have, like, the worst team batting average in, in the league maybe, or if not the worst, it's definitely near the ball. So I mean, if you want to say what's going wrong, it's definitely the hitting. I saw we've actually been shut out this year five. Um, really? What, with the 26 games, five times been shut out. Last year, we got shut out, I think, like 10 or 11 total, maybe less. So we're like already halfway to last year's total. And to me, I don't really care about that because my thought is like, if you're going to, if you lose, you lose. You know, it counts the same as losing, you know, five to four. But it is alarming because there have been some. Some games where I've sat down on my couch, and it's just been a brutal two and a half to three hour experience. <laughs> what I mean, yeah. Do you think they're just pressing, or I mean, you know, they're, they've got such a, you know, they they've got like the murderers row type lineup, like the twenty seven Yankees. I mean, you got a bunch of Hall of Famers there. You know, the top five hitters are like shoe ins for the Hall of Fame. What what do you you just think they're pressing? What do you think the issue is? Yeah, so I mean, look, I mean, look, let's bring. It. Before we get into the bad, Xander Bogarts has been phenomenal this year. Sign him. This would be a disaster of an offense so far. He's hitting three twenty six. He's actually reached base in all twenty six games start the year. Um, and I actually took a picture yesterday when I was watching the game. So. In Padres' history, he is now fourth all-time in longest on-base streaks to start a season. 29 is the record. So, I mean, he's been phenomenal. Everything we could have asked for. But, so, give him his credit. Thank you, Xander. But then we look into, like, a Juan Soto and Manny Machado have just not been playing well. I mean, Juan Soto is batting 178. Um, as of Tuesday night, so before yesterday's game, he went over 5 yesterday. With better. He... He has a, it's the, it's a quote. So it's a, his 53.4% swing rate on pitches in the zone is the third lowest among 2018. So that means Juan Soto is swinging at strikes at a like third least in the last five years. And my frustration with him, and I think it's a lot of people talk about how good he is at play discipline, how he's setting all these records for box, almost in his own head about it. For it, that I've seen him, I can at least picture five times this year where it's a full count and it's fastballs relative, like in the zone, you know, not questionable, not borderline. They're, they're strikes. And he takes the pitch and then he looks, he flails his hands, he kind of argues and, you know, not like anything blatant, but like complains like a. And I'm just sitting here like, look, I know you love to walk and your, your plate discipline's great, but you got to swing, man. So he's just like not swinging which is such a simple gripe and, you know, but he doesn't swing. 
So then he's hitting 178, and you know, that's a struggle. And then you have Manny Machado hitting 214, only has one home run, just really hasn't found it. It's, just, it's, it's been unlike him. But that's where I go back into the optimism. This is a team still at 500, and these guys who I'm very confident will be better because they've been better throughout their careers will figure it out. Right? I think the pitch clock has affected people like Soto. Um, just like getting the timing, maybe being a little uncomfortable in the box. So they'll get used to it and ultimately turn it around. And then, you know, you have Fernando Tatis back in this lineup who, as expected, you know, not the great. Like, I, we obviously hoped he'd go five for five in his first game back and all of that. Hasn't done that, but he's starting to find it. You even see yesterday in the Wednesday's game, we're down four, three to two in the seventh, whatever it is. First, first two guys get on. We bunt them over. Tatis comes up. Two-run single. Takes the lead. The man on third and two outs. Or let's go He singles up the middle first pitch. So he gets his three RBIs. So I think a guy like that, he's going to get his MLB timing down and just really extend this lineup and ultimately do what we talked about prior is these guys need to take pressure off each other. Where like yesterday, we won five to three. One Soda went over five to three strikeouts. I hope he can look at that and be like, Look, I can have the worst game in my career, but I have Matisse and Xander Bogarts and even Jake Cronenworth and all these guys who will pick me up and get us wins. So ultimately, yeah. I hope it's that. It's just a lot of guys trying to play hero. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, our, our averages now. The second highest batting average on the team is Matt Carpenter hitting 239. That's not good. Wow, wow that's awful. Awful. Awful, but yeah. then you got to go. Yeah. But then again, we're 500 for a reason because pitching has been good. Especially. So, look, I, I, I'm not too worried because of that. Yeah, I'm not too worried because of what I just said in that. We're, I don't need the guy to win an MVP. I need to win games. And yeah. we're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 13 and 13, considering – how pathetic the hitting has been is not bad. And it is also good that it's the National League West because they're, yeah, right. you know, nobody's doing anything. I mean, what's – so they're one game behind the Diamondbacks, right? And the Diamondbacks are good. They, Yeah, but I'm not worried about the Diamondbacks long-term. They're very young. But I don't think they have a very sustainable full-season type team. But mm-hmm. it's seeing what the Dodgers are doing – and the Dodgers are pretty bad. Like, they lost a lot of players from last year. They're still, I mean, they're still playing off team this year. Sitting similar to how the Padres are sitting. Like, hasn't been great, but we'll figure it out. But they're not the team they were last year because they lost a lot of all-stars and did not add any all-stars. You know, simple. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it tough, doesn't yeah. it? And, and the Giants are kind of dropping out already, huh? They are a five-game win streak, so give them some credit to oh, figure are. it out. Oh. But, oh, okay. yeah, they – so they're actually, I think, only two back now, one back from us. I mean, it's a bad division, so nobody's really out of it except, I guess, the Rockies. But, yeah, the Giants haven't looked good. The Dodgers haven't looked good. I mean, nobody's really looked good. Oh, I do think that, you know, it'll come. Like, it'll come. And I think the Padres, we get to play – I don't know who we have this weekend. Are we going to play the Reds soon? The Reds are very good. Like, we've played some tougher teams, I'd say, too. But, yeah. 
like I said, I'm not, I'm not worried, but it, it's kind of, it's a weird feeling right now because I'm not, I'm not coming into this podcast, you know, jubilant, like Jim, we're doing it. This is what we expected. <laughs> first place, all that. <laughs> in any sort of panic, like it's April. You don't win a world series in April. Like, I mean, even you look back at the Braves two years ago, they started like 22 and 30 or something. The Nationals in 2019, similar. But I'm not saying we're those teams, but I do think eventually the bats are all going to get hot. A win streak will come. And, you know, it, and then we, you, you have a few win streaks here and there. It's kind of like in basketball. It's a game of runs. Just have, have more good runs and sit <laughs> hover around 500 when you're not having to run. So Fletcher, tell us tell us about the pitching. Yeah, so pitching first off. So now, so I think we've got to get into the fact of just the pitching depth that we talked about, and it's really showing. So starting out, you uh, Darvish, he needed a little time to get back because of the World Baseball Classic. Didn't really have the build up of spring training, and Joe Musgrove dropped a weight on his toe in spring training, uh, but he made his first start on Saturday in a game we won. Um, so that was great to see. What we did when we got them back is, well, first off, we had a six-man rotation because we had 18 games in 18 days. But now we have a few off days mixed in. So they're going to a five-man rotation. So Ryan, who I was so down on going into the year, was very solid as a starter. He moved to the bullpen. And Nick Martinez moved to the bullpen. And already paying dividends where – Yes, last night on Wednesday, we win a ball game. Starter goes five innings. Nick Martinez threw three innings from the bullpen. Is it to, uh, to Josh Hader, who Josh Hader as a closer, Jim, it's, I mean, knock on wood right now, but it's been so nice to have a, just so dominant right there. I mean, the game, the game is shortened. If you're winning after eight innings, he's going to, we're going to close it. Um, he doesn't have any blown saves. Yeah, he's nine for nine. He has a .75 ERA. He gave up a run. I think we were up like three runs to get a save. And I actually told my uh, younger brother that. He's like, oh, Hader didn't look that great today. And I'm like, no, I'm happy about this. I don't want him to have a zero ERA. Give up the runs when it doesn't matter to get the save still. Be perfect. But, yeah, but outside of that, you Darvish has been you Darvish. Looked great. Seth Lugo has been – he's mentioned today. He's got a 278 ERA. He's 2-1. Michael Walker's two and one. So these are a couple additions looking great. Blake Snell has been pretty bad, but you know, that's what Blake Snell does in the first half of the year. It takes him some time. Um, and outside of that, I think from a bullpen perspective, we really got to tip our caps cap to Steven Wilson. Um, he had a rough go of it on Tuesday when the game was basically over, but going into that, he had an ERA around one kind of serving as that setup man um, because Robert Suarez there's some concern with his health. He hasn't been back and actually had a setback. So the bullpen has certainly done their job and starters have given our team chances to win. So it hasn't been pretty at all, but I think a lot of credit to give to Steven Wilson, Josh Hader, and then a Seth Lugo, you Darvish. And now that Musgrove is back, you know, the pitching has been better than I think we anticipated as the offense has struggled and been worse than we anticipated. So Hader has got nine saves in nine saves yeah in 13 wins right yeah which then adds in it's like look the record's pretty decent but we have right there we have nine saves out of 13 wins so not many uh and then we had a one walk-off win so we've only had three wins that have been you know like 
dominant or just by more than by four or more runs. Yeah, it seems because I looked at the differential and even though it's 500, the run scored against versus the run scored is, I believe, a 17 run delta, which is Mm. pretty big for a 500 team. You know, usually, you know, if you're a 500 team, the run scores and the runs and the run scored, uh, you know, that the Padres score and the run scored against them are usually pretty close. But, you know, you're, you know, it's a seven, you know, you're 13 and we're 13 and 13. But the differential, I believe, in runs scored versus runs against is is minus 17. So it sounds like there's some blowouts happening, huh? We've certainly had some bad losses. I'll say that. So there have been some TV turns off. Let's watch some playoff basketball instead uh, nights <laughs> here, which ultimately, hey, hey, with your daughter, we've been rooting on the Lakers. We look pretty good. So, so I've been able to be okay with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some lopsided losses and not many lopsided wins. And uh, my heart actually, you know, my, my blood pressure is definitely probably a little higher than it should be for uh, someone for where my normal average would be, just dealing with out trying to win some baseball games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I don't mind that. I think a team being battle-tested, you know, winning these close games when needed and just the bullpen doing its thing is, is good for the long-term success of this team. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind uh, an 8-2 win, you know, even – just so, so I can take a deep breath from time to time. <laughs> I, mean, I understand. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, I understand that. So what do you think Melvin's going to do about the bats? Just kind of – I mean, what do you do for a team, Fletcher, that is not hitting? I mean, do you change your routines? Oh. Do you – I mean, you know, you give them more BP. What do you do? So, funny enough, uh, Padres actually are just started first pitch. You might get some live updates. Uh, Tatis just got a single. Um, the lineup today is different. So, Manny Machado is now batting fifth today, which I don't think he's bat anything fourth a single time since he's been on the Padres. So, they have Cronenworth batting in the leadoff spot, and then you have that murderer's row. So that's something you do. You switch up a lineup, you know, get guys different looks, maybe have him hitting behind Xander. Xander's gotten on base. A lot of it has been Manny coming up in the first inning with two outs, nobody on a lot. Hasn't been great, but maybe get him going behind, behind Xander, who's been, you know, same, probably best shortstop in the NL. Um, I think that's something you do. But ultimately, I think in Bob Melvin, he's, I remember reading about him when we hired him with how he acted with the athletics his last year. And they were a playoff team where they had no, but uh, I think they started the year like Oh and five or something, or like one and seven maybe. And he gave the speech just ultimately around just like not panicking and like, who cares? Like it's such a long season. We're not going to overreact. So I think that's what he needs to do is just not overreact. It's like, yeah, Juan Soto hasn't been good, but that doesn't mean you move Juan Soto out of the starting lineup every day. Or you don't move him to the bottom of the order. It's like it's been what, three, four weeks. It's a long season. So I think understanding that is, uh, is key, and that's where, you know, the maturity of a manager um, really, really will help us and probably helps with the mentality of the players as well. Yeah, and, you know, he's, 
you know, first of all, he's a veteran manager. So like you said, he's not going to panic. Number two is he doesn't have to worry about job security or anything like that. Mm. So, you know, he can be patient. And, you know, I think that's, you know, you can't take somebody like Soto out of the lineup. I think mixing them up and mixing and matching and, you know, you got some new dynamics in there with Xander, you know, being the shortstop and, you know, Kim, you know, batting, you know, lower in the lineup and such. So I think that makes sense. Have you seen anything that, um, anything that makes, that gives you pause or concern? You know, obviously they're not hitting, but is there health issues? Is there anything that gives you pause or concern for, you know, for the rest of the season? Not necessarily. I think it's really just you hope Soto and Manny can get going, and I feel like they will. Um, Austin Nola as a catcher has been pretty bad, um, and Luis Camposano, who's you know top prospect, hopefully somebody can take over, is on the injured list right now. So I'm hopeful he comes back healthy soon. But overall, like I don't know, it's it's, and I think it's the fact that they are exactly 500 makes you kind of not worry too much about anything, and to kind of just be like, all right, they're going to figure it out soon. And I think especially with Tatis being back and not even being back, I think actually today is his one week um, anniversary, whatever you call it, of being back. So, yeah, I didn't answer that question. No, I don't feel don't feel too concerned about really anything. I mean, guys are healthy, you know, knock on wood with that. Pitching's look solid. And it's ultimately just getting the bats going. And yeah. It's really simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, and when you have a, a lineup like that, you know they're going to start – they're going to start hitting soon, Fletcher. You know that's going to oh, happen. Yeah. yeah, they're too good not to. And it's not like they're just top prospects coming up. They're guys who have done it consistently at this level. So how can you not just be like, yeah, they'll be better. And why, why do I think they'll be better? Because they have, like, a lot. It's like it's not a fluke. And, you know, you see yeah. Tatis. I mean, he got, a, he got a hit in his at-bat to start this game. It's like, I'm excited. Get his groove going. And he had a good quote yesterday where, because they interviewed him, obviously he had the game winning hits, getting runners in scoring position, you know, late in the game, getting his singles. And he said, he's like, yeah, he's like, I haven't really had found the, he has one home run. He's like, I haven't found the power or really been driving the ball like I'd like to. Tip of your cap to major league pitching. They make it hard. So as I'm kind of figuring out, getting my feel back, it's all about to me just, you know, getting this. And then he's like, I just, I know that I'll come, I'll find a groove where I'll start hitting, you know, the power and getting the streak. Hit the... So I, I, it's hard to really like read something like that and not, not believe it, the man, because we've seen it and he has getting his singles now. So I think, I think it's a, you know, it's a good sign. And I'm hopeful today could be a really good, good day for him with that first single. Free for the game, I know, is, is coming for the man. Yeah. I mean, the season is what, yeah. 15% over. I mean, you know, you're, you know, we're what twenty six games into a hundred and sixty two game season, so it's just started. I mean, it really has just started, and you know, the, the I expect I expect their their bats to start ringing, ringing like crazy soon. And also, too, is are the arms healthy? Yeah, arms are very healthy, and this is having the depth. It's like like a Michael Wall. He's not the best pitcher in the world. You know, he's not going to go out there and give you eight, like a complete game shutout 
you know? I mean, he's, he's a solid major leaguer. I think he's 33 or something. But it's like, you know a guy like that. And like yesterday, he pitched five innings, gave up three runs. Like, is that great? No. But that, if I think he can do that consistently, and that's enough to win you a game, and ultimately it did win it. So to me, it's like, yeah, we have the arms, and we have guys where I do think at the trade deadline we will make a move for a tr- ace ace. But we have so many guys in this rotation who can give our team chances to win, who give you five, six innings, three or less runs. And personally, I'll take that every single time because, you know, if we lose a game three to one, three to two, that's on the offense. That's not on the pitching. And yeah, the pitching so far, everyone's healthy. Everyone's looked soft. You know, not nobody purely dominating like Darvish. Yeah, I think it'll be good. And I'm excited to see Musgrove. He had. I think, as I said, I think he had five run- innings, two runs in his first start, something like that. And he'll start getting his length and get his feel back too. And he'll be that all-star pitcher uh, that we, we hope to see at the top of the rotation. Yeah, or I can tell that – yeah. yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're not um, – you're optimistic, but you're, you, you don't have your usual incredible emotional high <laughs> when you talk about the Padres. But 500, Fletcher, is not that bad considering they have, you know, they have one of the lowest batting averages in the National League, you know, one of the lowest. And, you know, the fact that they're 500 with terrible batting averages, you know, gives you reason to be optimistic. Yeah, and I think, look, if I I came out here – optimistic like I know like I always am I think it wouldn't be genuine I think what you're getting today this is my genuine emotion towards the team it's not great I'm not like I'm not looking at the team like this is it this is that world series team that you know I've been expecting but it's also like I'm in no means in panic mode I still pieces I still feel confident this team's going to win the NL West they're going to make a run in the playoffs compete for me for a pennant win a world series but yet but it's also the thing. It's like I don't know. I don't want to see. Our, I don't want us to peak in April. I wish we were better. You don't want to no, peak in April. April. You want to, you know, be good enough, get in the tournament. That's why I said last year when last year, I'm like, who cares? Just get in the tournament and play well in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, the Phillies did it a little bit. The Phillies did. It was like that. That shows it. So it's ultimately it doesn't matter. Like I don't need us to win ninety five hundred games. Just win enough to. I'd like to win a division. I'd like to get the first round by. Why not? It's like, and this is kind of a weak excuse. I don't want to hold too much to this, but like they've had a tough schedule to start the year. In that we're thirteen and thirteen, so we played two of those games have been against teams over five hundred. So like the Atlanta Braves, after the best record in the National League. I think personally they're the best team in the National League. So the big championship um, late in October. We so we played them seven times already, and we won four out of seven. So we beat them four to three, which to me was awesome. Also, my boss is a big Atlanta Braves fan, so I earned some bragging rights, um, which feels there. Good. You go, but <laughs> but like you beat the Braves four out of seven times. To me, that's inc- that's awesome. That's an incredible team. They're seventeen and eight. Four, half of their losses are against us. But then when you're looking at the overall record, that's going to keep your playing team like that. So outside of the Rockies, which we went two and two again, so can't say much. 
played over 500 teams. And we play everybody this year. So it's like, let's not overreact. Yeah. And I think I always say this. Go 500 against the good teams. Beat up on the bad teams. Because if you win four out of seven, you win a playoff series and you go to the World Series. So I'll, I'll take it. Well, I like your cautious optimism. And especially since I've got 500 bucks on the Padres <laughs> to win the World Series. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're, you're optimistic. And I've been keeping an eye on it, too. And, you know, they've had some tough losses, some blowout losses. But, you know, I mean, you, you know these bats are going are gonna to catch fire. And it's also, too, I just find it fascinating that, you know, that they're, you know, the Padres have a 5-8 and eight record at home and 8-5 and five on the road. So I, I just find that fascinating. And I think mm-hmm. to your point – they're probably pressing at home because of the expectations and that there's not as much pressure on the road, you know, as there is at home to win. Yeah, no. And even going back to the Braves, uh, we took three out of four in Atlanta and then they took two out of three in San Diego. So this against this with a week apart, we played much better on the road than at home. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like in any way including a blowout actually in Atlanta. So I was the one I remember. So, and then against the D-backs, we took three or four in, uh, in Arizona. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I wish I had a better answer for it, but you know, I do think, yeah, it's probably just a little pressure playing at home. I mean, obviously everyone's watching on TV when they're on the road anyways, but when you hear it, I guess. That is so odd, you know, that there's, you know, you know, baseball is such a long season and it ebbs and flows and the, you know, the tides change and the hitting changes and then the pitching will slow down. I mean, it's, you know, there's, it's such a long season and I, I just find it fascinating that they're struggling at home when, you know, that good home cooking and sleeping in your own bed and all that stuff, you know, is supposed to help you, but it hasn't helped the Padres this far. But then on the contrary to that, I've heard people say it's like you're away from the responsibilities, like you're away from your wife, your girlfriend, your kids, all that. Just lock in and focus strictly on your job and playing baseball. But then again, I don't think the Padres have too many fathers on their team, which is ironic because that's the team name. But I think most of them are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are single men. But, you know, like maybe like I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I, I don't know. Well, I, um, you know, it is it is interesting, Fletcher, and we know the Padres. Jim, Jim, yeah, yeah. Man, Manny Machado home run live on the podcast. It's things are turning. <laughs> that is how about great. that? That is <laughs> terrific. That well, anybody on base? Nobody. Uh, Xander struck out on three pitches right before, so no, but. uh it's 1-0 Padres in the second. So, hey, there you go. Maybe the fact that Manny batting fifth, he's not hitting until. And that. Let me say yesterday. So he hit a ball yesterday in, you know, Chicago. When it's the windy city for a reason. It's been freezing, I think, under 40 degrees, windy in these games they played the past two nights. Where he hits a pretty fly ball to, like, the warning track in left field. And the left fielder looks like he's under it. But then ultimately, the 
away from where he was standing. A very weird play. Obviously, the wind, you know, took that ball. Not something you see at the major league level. And I had a buddy text. Uh, and I think that's, that's what's going to get Manny going. You know, he gets a double on a hit that should be a and then he actually called him hitting a home run today. So maybe that's all it took for him was to get that cheap double. You know, get him going. Yeah, and once these bats get hot, you know, the pitching's going to remain consistent because of the depth, right? I mean, they're just really deep. They have a lot of arms. Um, mid-relievers, closers, starters. And the bats start humming. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, fun Fletcher. Yeah, that's the goal. Went to a game with my two brothers against the Brewers, and they lost one to zero. That wasn't a very fun day. You go to the ballpark wanting home runs and stolen bases and runs, and that's what I was expecting. You know, you're, 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 I, feel, I can sense myself getting that crazy uh, irrational optimism back after seeing that home run. So maybe that's, you know, that's what gets Manny going, and that also, that also gets me going, <laughs> just seeing it live. Yeah, I have to tell you – that that home run did as much for you as it did for Manny, because I can I can I can feel your voice. Your energy level is just amped up, you know, from the beginning of this podcast to towards the end. And you know, Fletcher, you've been on the podcast before, and we really appreciate you having you. Yeah. And in summation, what would you like to say about the Padres? What's going to happen in the future? the season year-to-date, the arms, the fielding, what would you like to say in submission, in, in summation? Summation. Yeah, I think to sum it all up, overall, we're 13. That's nothing to be excited about, but that's nothing to be too, too upset about. It's, a, you know, the team, they're hovering around or they will be, and all it's going to take is them to um, the right time once the bats get going and the all-stars get going. So I'm hopeful that the Manny Machado home run that was heard live on the Who Gives a Shit podcast is something that gets him going. <laughs> Hopefully Juan Soto does his thing. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I think Tatis, it's been exactly a week now. He's starting. You can see him timing better. He's not – he was – that first weekend that we have this complete lineup that we've wanted. So. Let's hope uh, this 1-0 lead we have now leads to a win, gets us to a game over 500, and, uh, and we never look back from there. So I'm excited and optimistic as always, and uh, I'm ready to end April well with this team and you know, take the rest of the league by storm as we, we head into the next few months of the year. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Christian, for showing up on the Who Gives a Shit Files as the San Diego Padres consultant, and I want to thank everybody who's listening. And I hope to have you on in a couple of weeks as the season as the season matures. Yes, sir. And hopefully uh, a few games over 500 when that happens after uh, we go on this win streak that, that I'm, I'm believing in right now. Looking All forward right. to it. All right. Thank you for <laughs> joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim.